It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia from the Tasty Cake Studios. This is Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. It is a glorious Sunday afternoon. I want it to be Sunday afternoon. You're already there, huh? But it's still Saturday. It is still Saturday. Hope you're enjoying uh, the trunking and treating, the Halloween parade. Trunking? Yeah, you know, the trunk and treats. You don't know those? It's like a new popular thing that I'm learning about. So you're way cooler than I am. No, I'm not way cooler. I'm just more (laughs) of a suburbanite as the days keep moving on and on and on. So it is Go Birds Radio. We don't do those things in the city, Jeff. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. (laughs) 888 729 9494. It is Go Birds Radio. I'm John Barch along with James Seltzer and. Hey, James, what happened? I don't... Is there anything to, that we could it's possibly... It's been a very calm, relaxing week with the Eagles. Not much to talk about. Not much happening. No turmoil, Yeah, for sure. No, no turmoil. It's pretty crazy that this is... I mean, this week in particular, there were so many things that happened that um, it felt like four weeks full of news. And I would like to just uh, guide you into our newest program. It is called As the Bird turns and ladies and gentlemen let's go back to uh two weeks ago when we were feeling a little warm and fuzzy and uh you know i just to catch everybody because there's been so much stuff that's been happening and so much drama that i think we forget exactly everything that has happened with your philadelphia eagles and they go into minnesota and zach brown says kirk cousins is the uh, is the worst part the weakest part of the vikings offense and how do the vikings respond well well, they killed the Philadelphia Eagles and their secondary. So that brings us to a Monday morning with Angelo Cataldi and Doug Peterson jumping on and saying hello to, well, everyone in Philadelphia, including his team. We're going down to Dallas, and our guys are going to be ready to play. And we're going to win that football game. And when we do, we're in first place in the NFC East. We control our own destiny. We're right where we need to be. Has it been perfect or beautiful or all of that? No. But all we got to do is try to be 1-0 this week. Beat the Dallas Cowboys. We're in first place. And listen, they're 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 reeling too. I mean, they're struggling too. They've dropped their last three games. So uh, this will be uh, this will be an exciting football game. Well, they struggled so much down in Dallas that they got blown out. They got blown out. And boy, oh boy, uh, as as Merrill Reese put it so wonderfully, uh, they got embarrassed. Embarrassed 
on national television in front of the stage. And then you start to hear certain whispers starting to come out of the locker room. In fact, right after that, Lane Johnson gets so mad that he goes, you know, there's uh, there's accountability on this team that is just not being met and guys need to show up for meetings and all this other stuff. And, da, 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 da. And, and then there's three teammates that go, no, we don't. We're good. I don't know what Lane's talking about. He's, he's a little hot. He's a little mad. He's a little this. He's a little that. And then it kind of dissipates for a little bit. You know, uh, there's anonymous sources that start to creep out from one Josina Anderson, one going against Howie Roseman saying, Hey, Jalen Ramsey, we should have had him, and Howie's a fraud. Okay. Then there's one that comes out about Carson Wentz and saying, he just needs to manage the game more, or whatever Carson Wentz excuse is going in there. Not a destined leader, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that gets kicked down the road, which leads us to, ah, me and James walking in here Friday morning. Well, there's not possibly anything else that could come out, and then we turn off FS, or turn on. I always want to turn it off. Turn on FS1 to see the recently cut Orlando Skandrick, Orlando Skandrick, trying to get a job on television and just drops a ton of bombs. I think that when you wear a C on your jersey, it's your job to bring guys along. It's your job to sometimes you need to take the hard down. You need to take the hard job. And you need to like bring the thing together. I don't know if that's the case. Mm, you know, strong. you look at everything that happened. <laughs> you hold out for a contract. You come in. You're not really making any plays, like splash plays. Then you go down to Minnesota, and you know, you somehow are supposed to be in the half of the field, and you end up playing a crosser. Mm. That that's not a that's not a not a rookie we talk about here. Mm. It's a two-time Super Bowl champ. And what were the lies that he told? We try to figure it out over the last 24 hours. And then what happens? Oh, the Philadelphia Eagles. They have our answers. Not only did they have our answers, but they go to Twitter, James Seltzer. They go to Twitter to make sure that this is squashed almost immediately. And we rejoice because Malcolm Jenkins uh, gets the the bone at the end of the day. And uh, most do we have it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly why you the captain of this defense, bro. Yeah. The way that you conduct yourself. We're going to keep going, bro. First step to the beginning. First step to the last. No doubt. And thus, the bird turns back to us as that, that is the drama that has happened here, James Seltzer, as uh, that's that's a, almost a week worth of, of stuff that has come out in the last 58 hours, it seems like. It's pretty crazy. Time to be a Birds fan here, James. Yeah, like uh, we can't even just talk about a football game in Philadelphia. <laughs> it's like every single week, it's like, oh, it's a big game, but yeah, we can't talk about it because everything is going crazy here in Philadelphia. It's not always sunny in Philadelphia right now, John. Uh, it has been a, it's been a rough week here. You know in what's funny? It's just like there's all this stuff that happens, and I'm dying. La- I am dying laughing at the Orlando Scandrick stuff. Like props to the Philadelphia Eagles for putting that out almost immediately because you're going to get asked about that. On Saturday, on Sunday, on every media availability until that goes out and gets squashed. And Orlando Scandrick, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? Oh, I know exactly what he was doing. And this is something we talked about on the podcast. You can follow us over there at GoBirdsPod uh, on the Twitter.com. But it is hilarious to me how transparent someone has to be to get a job on television. I mean, we have seen this time and time and time again, James, where somebody just invites you over. They tempt you. And like, yeah, maybe you can be... An, a co-host on one of these shows that we have here on FS1 and bring us on in and just, you know, do your thing. And once they get exactly what they need from you, which is headlines, which is their branding all over these comments, they say, okay, thanks. 
Bye. And that's what happened to Orlando Skandrick. It's hilarious. Yeah, look, I, I now I can't I can't say that there's no truth to what Orlando Skandrick is saying. Oh no, there's truth. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it jives too much with a lot of what we've already heard to just take it as as total hogwash or whatever. But I do and I believe in any sort of media that whether it's us, whether it's you know uh, any sort of online thing you read or newspapers, if still if people still read newspapers, whatever it is, <laughs> you always have to consider where the information is coming from. There is always a message. There is always a, a a purpose with any sort of media, any sort of situation like this. So you always have to look at it and say, all right, what does Orlando Scandrick stand to benefit from going on FS1 and and talking about all this stuff? And you said it. He stands to benefit. This guy wants to be a media. He admitted it to Colin Coward later in the Twice. day. He's like, he's like, yeah, I want to get into media. I'm done playing football. Yeah, obviously you're done playing football because no other team's going to give you a chance <sighs> if you come out and just air all the dirty laundry. But yeah. I also think that that while that is true, I think that is a truism of the situation. We also can't just ignore what is happening here. We can't ignore that there are clearly some issues down in that locker room. This is not a. a Beautiful, happy, hunky-dory place. And I think that Doug Peterson is really, right now, this is the time where Doug has to handle this. Doug has to have control of his football mm -hmm. team. Whether or not Orlando Skandrick had ulterior motives, he is still coming out and pointing to some some real issues in this locker room that need to be discussed, need to be figured out. And look, I, I would go so far as to say that this Sunday's game is the most important game of the season for the Philadelphia Eagles. Either this team responds to this, it galvanizes them. They say, screw that dude. He's going to go out and talk all this crap, you know, half of it true, half of it not, whatever it is. All right, screw that. We're the Philadelphia Eagles. We're Super Bowl champions. We are going to rise to the occasion, and we are going to be galvanized by this. Or they go out on Sunday and they continue to look like the crap football team we've seen the last two weeks. And if that happens, John, I think the season is over. Oh, yeah. I legitimately think this Sunday's game will tell us whether we have a season to look forward to or whether the season is over by how these guys respond. 888-729-9494. And I agree with everything that mostly James is saying here. But I don't actually believe that there is a humongous problem in the locker room. I, 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 I'm still not there yet. Now, if they keep losing... Obviously, what's going to happen, as happens to any post-championship football team, and this is my theory, is people are going to start pumping their chest up a lot more than they should be because everyone wants to have more credit than they probably should after a Super Bowl win and saying whatever they want. Like Alshon's probably going, man, I played on a on a on a torn rotator yeah, and and I had the best performance ever. Corey Clement probably said the same thing to him. Lane Johnson, on and on and on. Every guy in that locker room. Uh, is is going to assume that they're they're the ones that's you know pulling their weight as they should be as leaders as captains as whatever, uh, but I do really believe that this isn't as big of an issue as it's made out to be because for one uh, we we know where Orlando Scandrick's coming from and again I'm not ignoring the message because. What has he told us that we didn't already know in the yeah, past couple of weeks? a lot of things he said has already been out A year there. and a half, honestly. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yes. It's been there. It I has mean, been the, there. I mean, the Nick Foles line, I mean, that rings as true yep. as Nick Foles is not walking through that door. And I guarantee you there are still players in that locker room who want Nick Foles to of walk through that do. door. For sure. And that is only human nature. Yeah, they won the Super Bowl with him. It's hard to... Like, and that, they went back to the playoffs with no him. No question. He has <laughs> twice in a row taken a team that seemed like their season was over yeah. and led them to a lot more than expected. So it's only human. I get that. I understand that you 
Carson still has to prove it to people in that locker room. I wonder if you guys feel the same way. 888-729-9494. Is this more blimps on the radar? And it's not good. I'm not saying that any of this is like, oh, everything's hunky-dory. I think it's concerning that Doug Peterson has to come out uh, before a Sunday night football game against your rival and, and start there with the messaging. That's when it kind of started getting louder and louder and louder. You know, when he goes and says that, um, I, I didn't personally have an, an issue with it, but it obviously gave some bulletin board material to Dallas. It didn't galvanize anybody. And just like James said, I wonder if this, because there's two things to motivate. There's self-motivation, and I do, I'll agree with Orlando Scantrick here. If you need this to get going, just like Doug did to get it going, this team is already in trouble. Uh, this team clearly is still smelling itself with how good it it's supposed to be, and it's not delivering on what it should be. I get all that, but I think embarrassment, along with fear, is still a good motivator. And right now, the Eagles are a complete embarrassment nationally. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to have to deal with this stuff day to day to day for the last week, and having to ask questions on. Granted, media-obligated spots where like, you have to answer the question, and I respect that, but uh, that's why, to me, it seems bigger than it really is. Because there's not uh, if, if Orlando Skandrick didn't happen, we would be probably talking about the football game that's on Sunday, which we're clearly going to do anyway, especially when Warren Sharp joins us at 145. I just think they need to win football games. I don't believe that chemistry is this magic thing in the locker room where everybody's like, oh, I like this guy, and I like this guy, and I like this guy, because we all said that in 2017. That is clearly what's not happening here, including if it is true that Alshon Jeffrey is a source and has been a source for reporters and saying stuff outside of the locker room. People shut up when people win, and that's all I care about. Go and win, and I have flipped my whole thinking on this week because I was with everybody else. I was with Ray. There's no way you can pick this Eagles team. They're going to blow this Bills team out. They're going to crush these guys up in Buffalo, and it's not going to turn their season, but they won't let this one go. I Uh, guarantee you that. I I hope. You're right. I I am not ready to say that I can believe in this team after what I've seen well, on the I don't field believe, the last I believe in weeks. it for one week, and well, we'll but, see what happens after right. that. They, yeah. they, there are still real issues with this team. Let's, let's forget for a second the locker room stuff. They've looked slow. They have looked older. The injuries have hurt. I mean, this is not a, a right now a good football team. They're just not. Like, the way they've played on the field has not been good. So that is a whole separate issue of this, but I do agree that Look, again, this is this is a group of guys that has shown that they can be motivated. That that outside sources, whether it's, you know, being an underdog, whether it's us against the world, whether mm-hmm. it's something like this, they can motivate this team. So again, we will see this week if they're gonna be motivated by this or if this is just the end of the season. Because again, if they go into Buffalo and they play like crap, I'm out. I'm out on this team. Like, not like I'm saying I won't watch the games. I won't talk about it. I won't sure. care. But I'm not going to believe in them again. Like, they're, they're going to have to do a lot to get me to believe in them again. If they come out after this Orlando Scandrick thing has, and all of them are being called to the carpet publicly, nationally, after two weeks of playing like crap. Third time for Carson, too, yeah, by the way. Like, yeah. the, you have to go out and show up. You yeah. have to. Like, this is it. And it's on Doug. I think it's on Doug as much as anybody. Doug Peterson has to grab control of this locker room. He has to. I mean, again, you look at the the continued misses this season from Doug in terms of handling the locker room. And I go back, I know it's been talked about on this station a lot, but you go back to that Nigel Bradham preseason game where Nigel mm. Bradham just says, I'm not showing up. That's a fair and he point. doesn't get disciplined at all. It's nothing. It's like, you're, oh, cool. No problem. You can do whatever the hell you want. No problem. No, no, there has to be some accountability here. And I feel like that has continued and that has gone on throughout the season. And we have seen leaks. We've seen a locker room that seems like it's in peril. And I know you're not as nervous about it as yep. others are, but 
this is it, man. Like, this is the time. It's not going to get more peril than this or else your season's lost. 888-729-9494. Do you think that this is the season going up to Buffalo with all the stuff that we've heard over the last couple of weeks? Or do you feel like, no, they just, all they need to do is win a couple of football. Even at three and five, I know it sounds crazy, but I don't expect them to just sit there and take it at the trade deadline. Well, look, either last so. year the, the Cowboys were three and five, and they traded for Amari Cooper and it turned their season around. Right. So, sure, I, I don't mean, think that's in that. the cards for this team. No, no, but, but I'm saying like that. Yeah. Like we've seen three and five teams commit to the team in trades, and it makes a difference. I mean, what with the Eagles when they traded for Tate last year, four and four, or three yeah, and five, something like that there. too. So it's not not crazy to think that they'd be out. And look, they need trades. I mean, this roster right now yeah. is just not good enough. It's just not with the injuries they've had. I mean. The Deshaun injury, obviously, I mean, it's been a killer. That whole situation just sucks. Like, the Deshaun yeah. thing sucks. Like, yeah, it's time to wave the white flag on, like, hey, uh, And stop we... telling us he's close, Doug. Stop. <laughs> stop. Everything we or hear. the team's close. He's close. He's about to run on land. Yeah, right. What? Come on, what? man. You know who runs on land? Everybody in the world when they're running. Like, what are we talking about yeah. here? Like, I always question every time he says it. I was like, was he an amphibian before? It's, was he just, uh, just primarily like, in the water? Like, it's, it's again, <laughs> it, all you're doing is you're you're pissing everyone off. Right. By saying he's close and continually he is not close. He is further away. We all know that. Everybody knows it. Just be a little more upfront about it because it, it is it is not ringing true. 888-729-9494. We go to our good friend Tom in Abington to kick us off right here on Go Birds Radio. What's going on, Tom? Yo, fellas, how are we doing today? I'm doing awesome, man. Uh, okay, I'm okay, so Tommy. Thing- <laughs> I'm okay. I don't know if I want to go that far. I hear you. Uh, the, the only thing I have to say about Orlando Scumdrick is that uh. I actually hate Skip Bayless even more, and I didn't even think that was possible with his little, mm-hmm, strong, strong. Oh, my God, do I hate that guy. He just egged on Scandrick, the whole thing. I, I don't know. It was a mess. So that that's that. Yeah. Now, we're going to have to face off. I'm going to get to the mess that is the Eagles. Okay. Because let's face it, this is the anti-17 campaign. That's what this season has turned <laughs> into. Everything's upside down, right? It's the complete opposite of that. Real quick, can I pick a bone with the man whose name I don't speak? Sure. Who is currently, by the way, on a bus with the fans Going of Philly, to heading to Buffalo, and we appreciate yeah. those guys. Yes. Is he going to be on today or no? Uh, maybe we're, we're if, trying he, to if figure we can get out. him to call him, we will. But, yeah. but well, if he does, can you ask him um, if the offensive line this year is playing better than yeah, it did? That in was so ridiculous when he said that. I called him out for but, it too. I it, what what for those what who don't take? for yeah. those who don't know, Elliot Short Park said that. But you know, by the numbers, this offensive line is playing better this season than it did in 2017. Yeah, okay, which is I am a, a man of bad taste. Yes, I mean that is a horrendous. <laughs> I mean it's just like sometimes you just got to use your eyes, brother. Yeah. Like sometimes you got to right. use your eyes. Well, it, listen, it starts to make me question how he's using his eyes to analyze these these games, which would explain a lot of his lunch takes too. Well, Tom, I, the, the thing is, uh, I don't know if you know this about ESP, but he also has eyes in his butt. So that could ah. it just depends on which ones he's using, and that's you know that, that the vision's not great. It all. Yeah, right. Thanks, Joe. Does it explain <laughs> anything really? I'm that sounds so weird to me. Yeah, I'm out. way yeah. more confused now than I was a minute ago. John, John what does I that mean? Know. It works exactly. Let's just yeah. let's move on from that analogy. So yeah, the Eagles. Everything's the opposite. Like every move that Howie's made hasn't worked out. Whereas in seventeen, it did. Um, they were – all you heard was the chemistry on the team, right? It was the best you ever seen. Obviously, that's not there. They're playing like crap. Uh, all the off-the-field stuff is just amazing because if you think about it, the story that got the least chatter on WIPI 
would have been Fletcher Cox grabbing a <laughs> gun to, to fend off a guy with a bat. Like, that's how bad it's gotten. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I told uh, James the other day, they're going to lose 21-17 with a drop by the loudmouth in the end zone. Of course. So, <laughs> well, um, you until know, they show me something different, man, that's, that's how I'm rolling. Oh, I Tom, too, Tom. I, 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 totally, I totally get it. I totally yeah. get it. But there is there has got to be some form uh, it, with their egos all in that locker room. There's got to be like, no, we're not doing that. Like, I'm, there's no way that we're going to lose three in, to Josh Allen. Well, that's that's my point. You is, know, like is, you're going to lose to Josh Allen. I, look, I agree with that conceptually, logically, all that stuff. But I didn't think they were going to get blown out in Minnesota. I didn't think no. they were going to get blown out in Dallas, like <laughs> bad in Dallas <laughs> on national TV and look like they didn't even show up to play. Yeah. This team has been unprepared. Every single week, they start slow. They look disorganized. Like, they are not being coached well right now. And they're not playing well. Guys aren't executing well. It's a game of execution. They're executing horribly. Like, I I get it. From a logical perspective, the team that we know to be the Philadelphia Eagles of the last few years would take this situation, go to Buffalo, use it as motivation, and just dominate the Buffalo Bills. I don't know if that's going to happen. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I and the players only meeting, which apparently hasn't happened ever in like Malcolm said they've never they've had been, one. Yeah, yeah, since he's been there. So, um, I, I, those are all bad signs. Like that. That's why you know there's truth in a lot of these things because somebody's got their their gums flapping, and clearly we all have an idea of who we think that is. So I think all of this is important right now. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Even though it's a bad sign looking forward. Let's go to Bill in Golden real quick. What's or, uh, Glenn Holden? Glenn Holden. I don't know why I can't read. Uh, it's probably because I didn't go to school. What's up, Bill? Hey guys, how are you this morning? Good, man. I have, um, you know, I've been hearing the rumors about the the Eagles going after you know wide receivers like AJ Green. Um, there was a rumor that uh, they were looking at trading Big V to Cleveland for. I think the guy's name is Callaway or something like that. Yeah, yeah, which would um, be a big headache. <laughs> yeah, I, this I, don't, I, I don't like how they handled the Golden Tate thing last year. Like, that guy was a Pro Bowl receiver at one point, and they couldn't get him on the field for three or four games. Like, I don't know how that translates. I'd rather see him go after a defensive guy. I think defense is a more instinctual-type uh, position to play, any of the defensive sides it's not as much technique and knowing how to you know what route to run and that kind of stuff. oh sure yeah bill i i completely understand i i just think that especially with you know the wide receiver market and how it is right now and you know guys taking chances there you can't be scared of doing the same thing on top of it uh and and this is something we got to realize too like putting another defensive tackle or defensive end or even a corner unless it was Jalen Ramsey is not going to move the needle for oh, this team. It's going to help. I mean, you're you're about to right. roll out with with Huggins yeah, and well, Rush, you, whoever the, the hell those guys problem. are. Right. Well, no, they're yeah. both the problem, actually, John. They're both the problem. Think, I actually think the defensive line help is on their team right now. They just have them out of position. What, um, playing Brandon Graham in the middle? No, no. Actually, I think Jordan Maialata needs to become a defensive line. Oh, I can't. He's on IR. Um, but, yeah, and also, <laughs> no, I mean, no, that I'm wouldn't be a quick for, fix is the yeah. point. You know, no, that that's the, a process. For, for the, you know, moving forward, because instinctually, because he's a rugby player, he is a tackler. You know what I mean? And, and for him not having any football background, to put him in probably one of the hardest positions to learn because of stunts and and all that kind of stuff. No, Bill, tackle, Bill I, get, I, get what you're, I get what you're saying, but, I mean, that's not a, a solution for right now. Right. But to his point, and we can get more into it, but 
the Eagles can't not trade for a wide receiver because the Golden Tate thing didn't work out. That can't be a philosophical thing that like, oh, we traded for Golden Tate and these guys couldn't figure out how to use him right. It didn't work out. We can't trade for it. That can never happen. I mean, that that you have to go back at it and you have to assume if Doug Peterson might grow, especially Mike Grow, can't figure out how to put a talented receiver into this lineup. You got guys like Matt Collins and Nelson mm-hmm. Aguilar playing. Then Mike Grow needs to go. Yeah. So I, you can't not trade for wide receiver just because the Tate thing didn't work out. Three and four or or I guess they can't be three and four. Uh, three and five or four and four. Uh, I, the number one that this, the, or excuse me, the number one thing that this Eagles team needs is, is definitely on the offensive side. We'll get into that as we go along here. Plus your phone calls, 888-729-9494. That is James Seltzer. I'm John Barcher. This is Go Birds Radio. It's right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. The bird turns right here on Go Birds Radio. <laughs> that is James Seltzer. I'm John Barchard, along with uh, Moshe Kravitz, uh, producing this fine bo- program as we go back to the phones. And, of course, I'm, I'm going to tell you all what the, exactly this Eagles team needs at the trade deadline here in a little bit. Owen, come on, man. you gotta you got to help me out here. you got to be like, listen, I'm, I'm with John. I don't think that this is the, the drama is there. There's truth to it, but it has not destroyed the locker room yet. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Uh, I know you're sipping tea in the front yard, but uh, you might go call the fire department, brother, because we <laughs> the building is burning down. All right? Oh no! Um, Am I the this is fine look, meme that's uh, going is, around? This is yeah. already the most depressing yeah. Owen call we've oh, ever boy. gotten. Yeah. Oh, ever, ever. You know I'm Captain Hype. That's lot, what I'm, I'm saying. I'm like you're depressing Listen, me, oh. The the whole the whole this is the new normal. He wrote a book, and apparently I just picked up the book. I didn't buy it because I don't want to waste my money, but I read the first couple chapters, and it said, hit the lottery, get Frank Reich as your coach. You, too, could have a Super Bowl championship wow. and be a winner at life. Oh, wow. Then, then I hear Lane Johnson telling me that New England don't know how to have fun. We having fun. Then he's dry snitching after he got toasted. <laughs> he's dry snitching about people not coming to practice. But I thought we were having fun, baby. You know what I mean? Then I got Skander got here telling half-truths because, you know, some of it's true. I mean, the whole thing. Uh, my coach out here guaranteeing victories. You shut your mouth. You just cut a guy for talking trash, and you come on the next Monday morning yeah, we'll and tell me we're guaranteeing a victory. Yep. Okay? So the new normal is dysfunction and age. And we got to get younger. We got to flip this roster over. And uh, I'm trying to trade two first-round picks and a fourth and Doug Peterson for Frank Wright to the Colts. Oh, get this thing back oh, and go. Oh, my God. Damn, now, I'm just saying, we got to get this W this weekend. You're boys. straight Doug negative three. right now, huh? No, hey, I was. I was. You remember me? I used to be Doug, Doug I neutral. I know, but now it sounds to, like you're Doug I, negative. You want to trade man, him away? I, when, when he first came, I called him clipboard Doug. Said the dude never called plays, and now it's looking like clipboard Doug again. I'm saying, it looks like that high school guy out here holding the clipboard. Dude, you better get some bootlegs. You better call some plays. We better dig it down. We better do something. I'm so sad, guys. Hold me. Oh my God. I'm Owen. I'm gonna. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come over with a fire hose and a hug, I guess. That's Man, it. that was a bummer right there. Owen. That Are was, you going to spray him down before you give him a hug? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I That was a sad own call right there. Look, yeah. again, as I said before, if I, you know, I think there's a lot of blame to go around with this team yeah, so far this season, for sure. Yeah. Tons of blame. I do think that Doug Peterson probably shoulders the most of it, personally, in my eyes. Mm -hmm. I think that Owen is right. He has not been nearly as creative with the play calling this season, and I do think that that has become part the result of injuries and and certain things in there. But 
man, in 17, he used to use so much motion and used to do so many different things to get different defenders on players and to create mismatches and to right. use the whole field and all that. And, and look, I, I know losing Deshaun has been an issue, and I you can blame Howie for not having a backup plan there. I mean, that that's certainly it's something. It's been a, a it's created a, an offense that is basically a 15-yard offense that really is an issue. But again, Doug has not been as creative, and, and more so, as I said before, I think the bigger issue is Doug has done such an amazing job in his first three years here, even even the first year at at controlling the locker room, at creating and fostering an attitude of love and positivity and emotional intelligence yeah, and all that stuff. Right. Like right now, that's when Doug needs to find a way to get this locker room back on the same page. So I, I'm looking at Doug right now. Well, in looking at, and you know, it gets brought up a lot, like with Frank, I understand what he's doing down in the Colts, and it's amazing. So is Jacoby Brissett recognize. Uh, but there is a, a a thing that we I mean, it's going to continue to happen. And if they lose this game in Buffalo, you I mean, then you're going to get calls like, "What well, was Mike Lombardi wrong? Well, was did, 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 did they, yes. was it really Let's just a fluke? Just and as all a that basic thing, I'm just ripping Doug right now a little yeah, yeah, bit, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. he still won the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Philadelphia I'm not, no, yeah, and I'm, I'm not, not saying I'm that not either. There yet. I'm just saying I could start to hear that happen again and. The the, the 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 difference isn't like Frank Reich's not here and that's why they're losing. It's everything. Like, first of all, Frank was supposed to be here. He wasn't even, I think he got, what, in one interview? And then Ross Tucker ruined everything by tweeting at Jim Irsay and saying like, hey, come on board and, and interview Frank Reich. I just think it's when you lose two guys that have are overqualified for both of those positions. And clearly we can say that Mike Groh and Press Taylor are not the guys that are strong enough to go and back those guys up. They were late to the process. That was a late hire by the Colts. So, yeah, I mean, you can maneuver that uh, plentifully because I don't think that there's uh, enough where where Doug is 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 getting the advice that he needs to truly make this creative and stuff agree. like what you're saying. So let's go to Tim in Upper Chichester. Tim, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Good afternoon, guys. Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, what's up? So, you know, listening to all this junk all week long, it's gotten me to the point now where I have to say that if we don't succeed this season, if we're at 500 at the end, we need to look at Doug. We need to look at maybe making a change. No, Tim, that's crazy yep. talk. Tim, Tim, no, it's, Tim, it's, it's, he no. went to the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship game in ba- the last two years. Yeah. Like, that's well, almost crazy the NFC talk, man. Or, yeah, and yeah. Almost, excuse me, almost. I mean, Tim, I, look, I, I just said I don't think Doug's doing a great job this year. That that's crazy talk. You're getting rid of Mike Grove before you're getting rid of Doug. You're getting rid of Press Taylor before you're getting rid of Doug. You're probably getting rid of Jim Schwartz before you get rid of Doug. And I think yeah. Schwartz, for the most part, has done a solid job this year. But we're not there yet, Tim. Well, I'm telling you, here's my my thought process. We've lost, and I think I, James, you and I talked about this earlier this week. We've lost our identity as a team. It's gone. There is no more team. It, it's it's guys playing individually. They're not playing together. Mm-hmm. The locker room is an absolute disaster. I mean, I remember in 17, I was saying stuff like, I can't believe what I'm seeing. This is incredible. And now I'm saying, I can't believe what I'm seeing. This is horrible. I mean, well, Tim, but, because, and it's clear that Skandrick was right about the team's success. That's something that we battled in 2018 saying like, oh, come on. And we were laughing with along with Lane Johnson say, what a miserable place it is for the Patriots to be. And then they came back and won the Super Bowl again. That year, so the, the, yep. it, it it is not um, uh, the difference between like one guy or Doug or any of this. The, uh, success has gone to all of their heads, including Doug's, I believe, and they're all starting to recognize it now. 
And the, the, it's a deeper issue than, than just replacing the head coach, Tim. It, it really well, remember, is. Remember, though, he also had Reich and Filippo, And, you know, with them gone, I'm not seeing Doug being as decisive. I'm not seeing him being as um, on point with play calling. They were the backbone. And, you know, it's kind, of, it's kind of like losing your spine. If you get rid of the spine, the rest of the body's going to crumble. Well, they weren't ground. here in 2018, right, Tim? Neither no, one of those weren't. guys were, and they still made it to the playoffs, right? With a with a banged up roster, and it was really they shouldn't and have been again, there in the first we, place. We right? were in this spot where after that New Orleans game, we all thought the season was over. They played yeah. taps on this radio station, and they rallied. Uh, you know, so uh, look w- again. I just ripped Doug. That was right. what I did five minutes ago. Crazy talk, right? To talk about moving on from Doug after the season that that is it's heresy. Yeah, I, and and this is where I identify the problem. The roster is not good enough. The bets didn't work out. And they tried to, once again, they tricked themselves, just like we all did. We looked at that and went, man, they made it to the division round, and they were 9-7. and seven. Yeah, they got help, but man, they were close. They were close, and now that's all you hear from Doug. We're close, we're close, we're close, we're close, we're close, whatever it is. But they went into this year not in, in the sense of like, hey, uh, what would make Carson you know, uh, feel most comfortable in 2018? They weren't asking themselves that. It's like, let's double down, try and go win this thing. And you just assumed it was injuries and they weren't hungry enough. And now this year, oh, they're really going to turn it on. They've got healthy cars and they've got Deshaun. They've got, and nothing worked out. Like nothing has worked out from free agency to drafting. Now we're going back seven years and be like, see, they don't have any picks here. It's like, yes, because that was a mix of Andy, Chip, Chip and Howie, just Chip, Howie back. Like it's going to look that way because there isn't one direction for the ship. And the, the first direction that happened was in 2016. Let's go to Johnny in Springfield. What's going on? Johnny, how are you? Yo, what's up, John? What's up, man? How are you? How you How you doing, James? What up, Johnny? How are you, brother? Hey, man, I'm pretty good, buddy. Um, I, I'm pretty much in with you, James. Like, like at like usual. Um, I'm, I'm I've been it's been real tough this past these past two weeks. Uh, being an Eagles fan, um, just just with the injuries, lack of effort, the whole locker room, uh, thing that's going on, man, and uh, you know, got you know guys, a couple guys throwing up, throwing other guys under the bus. Um, it's been really tough, man. But what I'm trying to say is, dude, Dallas has a really tough schedule coming up. They do, mm, yeah. And they do. I want. I just want to say this, guys. Like, like every year, what's our, what's our goal? All right, man. It's to, it's to win the division, right? That, Absolutely. That is still that is still right in front of us. Believe it or not, as as bad as we all feel right now, it's still right there. Dallas's schedule is ridiculously tough. Ours is pretty tough next couple games but then it gets a lot easier and we have them at home still and we have them at home still right um so what i what i'm saying is man if we can if we can get this buffalo game and this chicago game uh you know which which i do i do believe that you know we can we can pull something out of buffalo i don't think they're as good as their record i guess you could say i I don't don't think so either yeah yeah, and uh, guys, that that's what that's what it's all about, man. Like you can get hot in the playoffs, you, things can come together. Do we look like garbage right now? Yeah, uh, Jimmy, I'm with you, man. Like if, if we if we lose in Buffalo, uh, like I said, I'm like you said, I'm not out on the. I'm still gonna watch some of stuff, but I just know that you know this season is is almost a wash. But we still we still have the hopes, man, for the playoffs. Just because. And here, one more thing, guys, before I go. Yeah. Uh, we got to win the division. And the reason why we got to win the division and get a playoffs is because the the NFC West is too strong. So I, I predict that a wild card team will come out of the West, and I predict that a wild card team will probably come out of the North. It's not coming out of the East. So No, definitely we not. Got, we, 
if we want to make the playoffs, we got it. We got to win the division. No, I com- completely agree there, Johnny. And you know, I mean, uh, Cowboys get the Giants on Monday night, which is it's it's a it's it's a. I mean, we can say it's a gimme, I guess, but it's not as much of a gimme, I guess, with uh, with Mister Jones being in there. And then they yeah. go Vikings, they go Lions, Patriots, then they get the Bills, Bears, and Rams all over the next uh, few weeks here and into the winter time. So that's where I'm at too, Tim. I mean, this isn't really Johnny. Johnny, I'm sorry. Tim I don't know why. Tim was a couple of them. My bad, Johnny. But that's where I'm at, too. Um, I don't I don't really believe that they're so far out of this that they can't turn this thing around and, you know, that the locker room isn't as isn't it as, as a deadly place as it's made out to be, even though it's trapped our attention for the last two weeks, which is pretty crazy. 888-729-9494. We haven't talked about the Bills at all, and we're going to next because let's find out about this fraudulent 5-1 Bills team that uh, the Eagles are going to face up in Buffalo. We'll do so with Warren Sharp from sharpfootballanalysis.com right here on Go Birds Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is Go Birds Radio. Right here, Sports Radio 94 WIP. John Barcher, James Seltzer. Here with you till three o'clock, eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four, and uh, you know, I mean, the the drama has uh, been uh, just overwhelming this it's the last much, couple yeah. of weeks that we haven't really had time. It's too to much drama, my friend. Sit down and talk about you know. I need a break from it. Micah Hyde and from uh, and possibly one of the best safety tandems you know in the league in the with the Buffalo Bills, and that is why we turn to the smartest man uh, in the in the NFL. Honestly, yeah, obviously, Mister Warren Sharp. Warren, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. Yeah, you guys got a it's a tough game, tough, tough defense. Well, let's let's start there because uh, it is a very good defense. But I, I do not believe in this record after looking at numbers, looking at tape. I just see like a very archaic looking type of offense. Uh, and I, I, I mean, the line's kind of been all over the place in this one, Warren. But what do you make of the Buffalo Bills and their record right now? Well, it's tough. Um, when you look at the Bills and you look at like the strength of opponent, you're right. They have not played anybody. Their defense has not played anybody. Uh, they played the second easiest overall schedule. Um, in terms of offensive efficiency, basically everybody that they faced has been 26th or worse, and that team that was 26th was actually playing Eli Manning in his last game as a Giant. So, well, potentially we'll see what happens with injury. But, um, you know, the – and I went back and looked, actually. Uh, Sean McDermott, so they lost to the best offense they played, right, the New England Patriots. And last season, they've only played six top 15 offenses last year. And you know what the record is in those games? 0-6. Uh-huh. So they're actually 0-7 over the last two years when they're facing an offense that's at least average or better. So... Um, that is something that was a little bit surprising to me because I've got a lot of respect for Sean McDermott and for that defense. So I do think it's a great defense. Offensively, what I was looking at, the first and foremost thing here, was I wonder if weather is going to play a little bit into your favor here. We know the weakness that the Eagles have is their secondary, some of the deep passes, their ability to get kind of lost and mixed up back there at times with their assignments. And, you know, they struggle a little bit uh, with play action. But when you're talking about windy conditions and you're talking about a quarterback who already struggles to have accuracy on his deeper passes like Josh Allen does, that mitigates a little bit some of your back half concerns defensively. So I'm looking at winds around 20 miles per hour, gusts a little bit higher. Uh, That's going to play into the favor of more of a shorter passing slash ground approach 
in this game. I, I literally told James that during the break, and it makes me so happy. Yeah, you should have seen that. his face, Warren, when you said that. He got so excited. Uh, Warren, <laughs> you just mentioned him. Tell Eagles fans what we should know about Josh Allen. Well, Josh Allen is a quarterback who has big-time accuracy concerns coming out of college, and it was one of the reasons why a lot of people in the analytics world who value accuracy were very skeptical of his ability to become a seasoned professional and a franchise quarterback. One of the biggest things that he improved on year one to year two was the shorter intermediate accuracy, and his passing at that level has been very strong so far in 2019, albeit they have played the 25th toughest schedule of opposing defenses so the eight easiest pass defenses uh, that has come against not as though your pass defense has been stellar right we know if there's an Achilles heel to be found that's certainly one of them on the Eagles but uh, he has not faced very good opposition from that respect Uh, the other thing that they did to try to help improve his accuracy is to go with the shorter quicker wide receivers so they could get open quicker off the line previous to that they had taller more lumbering guys the kelvin benjamin style if you will who could have a big catch radius and you could just throw the ball up and they could take it but they were rarely going to get separation and so now they're going with this shorter style of attack with these quicker guys like a cole beasley like a john brown that can make quick moves get off the line of scrimmage try to get open quickly so that josh allen can get the ball out of his hands the other thing that you can never overlook with josh allen is his ability to run with the football and scramble he's different from most running quarterbacks in that he's so huge he's got a big frame so he creates a big bullseye but he's actually much faster than what he looks. He's deceptively fast um, when he gets out in space. And so that's definitely going to be a challenge is to, on those third downs where you think you've got the coverage sewn up, you can't let him scramble for the back-breaking first down. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting that you say that because you look at like Cole Beasley starting to emerge a little more, which is kind of funny because everybody, I remember in the offseason, like, oh, well, that's, that's where his career is going to go and die with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, and he's been... Uh, a rather bigger part of the offense in the last couple of weeks there too. So something to something to look out for uh, indeed. Warren Sharp joining us from uh, SharpFootballAnalysis.com. Uh, in your opinion, what does this Eagles offense need to do almost immediately against Buffalo to try and go win this football game? Well, when, I, when you look at the game and you look at just the Eagles in general, we know that their struggles have been slow starts and poor starts defensively, right? I mean, it's it's – they're, they're allowing, I think I tweeted out a statistic after they allowed over 20 points in that game against, uh, against uh, the, the Cowboys the other week, where this is a team that they, uh, I think, have allowed over 20 points in five of their seven games in the first half this year, which is the worst in the league over the last 20 years. The, the second closest team was like a Bengals team like 20 years ago that allowed that many points, many teams to score 20-plus points in the first half of games. So, one way that they could help their defense, which is struggling, is to do a bit better job of keeping possession of the ball and moving it down the field and having a little bit of success early in games. Uh, but, look, we know the team is looking under every stone, and it's very mm-hmm. difficult. I know that they've looked at every angle that they could try to figure out how to improve offensively, including Doug Peterson taking opening kickoffs. So they're trying to figure out a way that they can do that. And when I went back and looked at like some of the teams that have had success against this Buffalo Bills defense, there's var- varying approaches. If you look at a team like the New England Patriots, this is a crazy statistic for you that I can share. The New England Patriots have been a team that is very much a pass-first offense. Like They pass the ball all the time on first down. I think they're like a like 59% pass 
typically. But against the Buffalo Bills, and the Buffalo Bills only the last few years when Sean McDermott has been quarterback, they're a run-first team on first down, 59% run on wow. first down. And so they're trying to avoid these third and long situations that sometimes incomplete passes on first down can provide. Another team that had success against them last year was the L.A. Chargers. The Chargers went with a very different approach as well. They went with a very short passing approach in the first half of the game. They went very low average depth of target. So, frankly, I'm not sure, but many teams that have had success against Sean McDermott's defense have definitely changed up something offensively for that particular opponent. They've seen something. They've tried to change something so they don't give the same look to Sean McDermott. They hit him with something a little bit differently, um, and they try to stay on the field. They try to avoid these situations where they get – because Buffalo's really good defending deeper passes. They're not going to be able to throw them with the wind anyways. So how are we going to have success on first and second down to try to avoid these third and long situations? I think it's a big challenge for the Eagles, definitely one of the toughest defenses they'll face all season. I'm really intrigued to see how they decide to plan for this one. Man, me too. There's a lot of good stuff in there, Warren. We appreciate it, man. Uh, Warren Sharp, sharpfootballanalysis.com is the website. We'll see you next Saturday, sir. We appreciate it, man. Sounds good. Sounds good. Good luck, guys. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah, and this is, this, is, this is all leading. Listen to the things that are factoring in here. Rain, wind run the football, do something differently offensively. We're going to see a Big Ten game on Sunday, everybody. <laughs> get ready for puns. Let's quickly go to Lenny in Pittman and get him in here because I want to talk to uh, talk to Lenny. And I, I, Lenny, what are, you, what are you thinking about all this stuff, man? I'm going to give you some stats, okay? All right. Last week, you took the Cowboys predicted, and for the first time in my entire life, I told you on air <laughs> the Eagles were going to win, and I bet the Eagles. Uh-huh. Now, stop and think about this stat. The Eagles... Or the, the the Eagles smoked the Jets, the Jets smoked the Cowboys, and the Cowboys smoked the Eagles. So on any given Sunday, anybody could smoke somebody. So your guy that was just on about Buffalo does this and Buffalo does that and this and the, on any given Sunday, unless you're New England, you know what's predictable. Nothing. Yes. No, that, <laughs> Lenny, well said, Lenny. Couldn't, couldn't have said that better. Absolutely, Ben. And that's, is that why? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that you've backed the Eagles last week. You're certainly not taking them this week, right? Uh, no, I'm off that bandwagon. I, w- I wasn't on it for 62 years, and I'm back off it after one week. A, I learned my lesson, man. That goes to show you there is a lot of disruption in that locker room because they had me convinced. Uh, mm-hmm. Adobe Gillis told me he guaranteed a victory, and I was like, yeah, this is it. You're going to Dallas. They just walked to, to the Jets. They're probably you're going to knock them out of the playoffs. You're going to give the sucker punch, and I sat there going, yeah, there goes my 100 bucks right down the toilet. <laughs> oh, Lenny, I'm so sorry, man. Well, that's okay. Hey John, yeah. you could pick them. I can't. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. I guess I guess I'm. Uh, yeah, I've only. I've, well, let me th- ask you a question yeah. in advance. Who do you like this week? I'm I'm taking the birds. I'm taking Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I'm, we're I'm split. taking Buffalo. Me there. too, buddy. Uh, no, I, I guess I got to go with it. No, I can't do that. No. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. No, I, 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 burn me once, burn me twice, that's burn right. me three times. Cry, Eagles, cry. Lenny, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we appreciate it, man. I knew that was coming somewhere. I was really curious how we felt about it. Uh, somebody in this room did bad on the Dallas Cowboys, though, uh, and that person was me. So uh, <laughs> I, I was trying to go for the mush. I know. I was trying to go for the mush, and it didn't work in them, but it made my pockets okay. 888-729-9494. We will get right back into it, including yar. the trade winds. Oh, they be a-blowing, everybody. It's Go Birds Radio. It's right here on Sports Radio 94 WRP. Dolphins, they're so smart. Doesn't seem that smart to me. I don't see them listening to WIP on the Radio.com app. 
That's because they don't have opposable thumb. Yeah, that's right, you stupid fish. Listen to Sports Radio 94 WIP anytime, anywhere with the Radio.com app. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia. From the Tasty Cake Studios. This is Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is Go Birds Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is Go Birds Radio. It is. How about that? 888-729-9494, pound 9494, your Verizon and AT&T cell phones. Yes, there is a lot of still trade rumors that are going around. Uh-oh. Yes, there is. Uh-oh, what does that mean? Oh, well, we'll get to the pirate in a, in a little bit here. But I, People uh, are, are in the Delaware Valley just waiting with bated breath. <laughs> I do want to say, though, um, I, I had teased it. And I never said what this team absolutely needs to kind of get things turned around. Uh, James Seltzer, John Barchard, by the way. Uh, wins? I, is that the wins, thing you're going to say? Wins I is think it. that would be a pretty important thing. But also, uh, if you want to turn around, you need to find a wide receiver. You need to find it now. Why did you just raise your hand in the air? Were you saying I, I am saying that wide receiver? Oh, I thought you were saying I am that wide receiver. No, no, and I was and like, I'm John, the guy because I run a yourself there, buddy. Yeah, it's little me. little full of yourself <laughs> Sign there. me. Philadelphia Dude, he's Eagles. like, they need a wide receiver, and I am ready to report for duty. See you, man. It, it is I. Uh, although I don't know why they wouldn't try me out on the offensive guard first. I'm just going to throw that out <laughs> yeah, there. Well, I can do that, too. Every time I see the the Stephen Wisniewski after the Super Bowl picture, I forget for a split second that you were not on that team <laughs> and celebrating on the field after the Super Bowl. 888-729-9494. I'm just saying it, it's got to be wide receiver, and Robbie Anderson's a popular name. Ah! Bring me my temple guy. Let's yeah. do this. Even though he, I, Zach Gelb told me he doesn't even identify his temple anymore. Well, that's outrageous. If so. he came back to Philly, he would. I guess. Yeah. Jump, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Tuck what? gave us a, a strong no. Tucker. Tucker. Tucker temp- Tucker's literally wearing a temple sweater. He He's very the, anti-temple for some reason. Is he? Really? And so he was, there was a card show somewhere in the area like a month or two ago, and he was there. My little brother who goes to temple is like, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to have him sign temple stuff. And it said in bold print under his name, he will not sign any Temple merchandise. What? <laughs> Whoa! Wow. My man hates Temple. Man, that well, is. Uh, I mean, it's a little rude. You wouldn't be in the NFL without Temple, but whatever. Yeah, that's it's all fine. Good. Did he transfer? By the at some way, point, I would like to. I, so no. he left for. He got kicked off the team for a year oh, and then came well, back. Came back. I would just like to say that I no longer want Robbie Anderson on the Eagles. I'm out. Wow. I'm out. Just on Robbie Anderson. Don't hate my school, man. I got two degrees. I would, from dude, I would love it if he came back. I'm here just, just kidding. I, I, over would take, I would take him in a second, <laughs> minus the temple part. 888 729 Let's go and talk to Kenny. Oh, Kenny. Howdy, Bethlehem. Kenny, what's going on, buddy? Kenny, you on speaker? It's hard to hear you, brother. Oh, is it? I'm sorry. Here, let me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, a little, little better. Bit. Are you doing push ups? I understand. You know, you want to get uh, that work out of <laughs> No, Quick, no, I understand doing, that was good. I'm doing sit-ups in the driveway. Oh, nice. Thanks, Terrell. <laughs> When's your agent showing up? Uh, you know what? Speaking of agents, JB, I think you should go out for that receiver position. After all, you ran a 5'5", 37, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's funny because I uh, it started at 35, and that's what I was telling the guys. And then Moshe just busted me. He's like, yeah, 5'1", 20. I was like, man, we have lost 15 yards over the past six months. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> All right, so guys, here's here's my take, and I'm going to try and be like Bizarro Owen today. Okay, I'm looking at this in a positive way, man. What is sports but entertainment? Mm-hmm. And this is like combining sports with like your favorite television drama. Now, unfortunately, it happens to be the team that we, we root for, 
but it's still juicy as hell, man. When this came on WIV yesterday, I was like, oh, oh, oh yeah, I'm rubbing my hands together. <laughs> um, and if this team can't use a ham and egger, or as Joe DeCamera would call it, a ham and cheese. Like ham and cheeser. Orlando, <laughs> Orlando Scandrick, are you kidding me? Like, if that doesn't motivate this team, I don't know what's going to. Now, when it comes to Sunday, this, this game is tailor-made for the Eagles to win. This team does not pass the ball well. We stop the run well. If, if they can't win this game, then maybe it is time for us to give up. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Straight up. If they can't, especially with what's happened this week, if they can't go into Buffalo and win this football game with all the motivation in the world on your side, a guy just came out and literally just dragged your names through mm-hmm. the mud in public. I, like, I don't know what I don't know what I have in you guys. If you guys can't rise to the occasion after that. Wait, when the week before he was gushing about the very same yeah. people. I know. I know. Oh, yeah. well. well, guys, it's, it's really good to talk to you. I know it's been a while, as I told Moshe before. I, I just started watching Stranger Things, and I realized I've been in the upside down all year. So. Oh, no. You all right, I, Kenny? I, well, I'm doing the best I can, baby. I, I love talking to you guys, and I love you guys, and have a great day. Thanks for having we me. We appreciate you, Kenny, it, Kenny. Thank you so much, man. So, uh, I think it's only appropriate oh, there it is. to start talking about these trade wins that are blowing everybody. It's our favorite guy, the trade win pirate. And I'm here to ask James Seltzer some questions about some potential moves that Yar could be seeing through your sexton right now. James Sexton! (laughs) (laughs) You're really going full into this. You gotta trust the trade win pirate's accuracy. This is good. Ah, James Seltzer. There's been a name that's been tossed around on the defensive side of the ball where clearly... The troops and the ships out in Denver are sinking faster than I've ever seen before. Would you take Vaughn Miller for the same package that ye promised the Jacksonville Jaguars for Jalen Ramsey? Yes! A yes! one and a two? Of course I would. It's Vaughn Miller. What are we talking well, about? Well, he's old. You're old? How old is he? Like 27 Thir- or something? 29? 30? Let's check. Let's see how old Unless Vaughn I'm- Miller is. <laughs> 30. He's 30. 30 years that. old. That's but a, yes, I would still the, take Von now Miller. Now, why do you want Von Miller on this team? Because you need he's a old the Hall of Fame pass rusher. Why wouldn't I want Von Miller? He still looks good. I didn't realize he was 30, though. That is interesting. But still, yes, I would give him one and two for Von Miller. In a second. As John Barchard was just saying, ooh, the wide receiver position's a little tantalizing. But the market, it's a yee bit high. It's a B, a, a, and a guy who is also old, like a Von Miller, who's going to have a Hall of Fame career. How about that AJ Green? Yar. Less excited for AJ Green. I would yeah, take so AJ I, Green. It's just not the kind of guy they need. They need speed. This team needs speed in the worst way. They need fast dudes on offense. AJ Green's very talented, but not a fast guy. And also coming off a, a legitimate injury, 31 years old. Look, if you could get Adrian Green for a fourth or a fifth or something, sure. But if Mohamed Sanu went for a two, I doubt that's going to happen. So I'm probably not in on Adrian. I've got one more name for you, boys. And it's out there where they used to play football in San Diego. But since they've moved to Los Angeles and things haven't been so great this year, what are your thoughts on Keenan Allen? Yes, yes, yes. Is it possible? Yes! Could Howie pry him away? Give me Keenan Allen! Yeah, I'd be definitely down I for that, too. I would take Keenan Allen in a second. Yeah. Are you, oh, my God. Yeah. I would love that. I mean, he's one of the best receivers in the sport. Maybe the best route runner in the sport. He's up there. Like, 
Oh, oh, give yeah, me Keenan I, Allen. Somebody I, gets open on every play? Yeah, yeah why, yeah, why yeah. would I want that here? Injury history. Considering no one gets open here. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's what you need to fix almost immediately. That's the move on. Just get open. Yeah, Isn't I, that a crazy, and, wild thought on offense? Get open. And this is where I think you and I disagree. I don't even care. If it's three and five and you still get Keenan Allen, great. Oh, I do that. You know, I, like look, I, again, I, you need to I, invest in what is. I know you're going to have to bridge look, the gap really when Alshon leaves. It depends what happens on Sunday. Look, right. Sunday's a really ugly weather influence game, and they play hard and they lose on a, a couple mistakes or whatever. I'm not saying the season's totally over, but I won't feel great. They need yeah. to respond, and it's not even the three and five part of it. It's the the getting called out publicly in the media this week and not responding. That would that would tell me that they're not going to respond to anything. Yeah, uh, same, but you also have to start changing the culture at the same time, too. too. I think that's what we're not realizing when we're talking about the trade deadline. Who is ever snitching, who's ever, like, not for Carson, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, in that locker room, it's it's time to move on and it's time to find deals to, you know, switch that out and go ahead and do it. Let's go to Keith in Linwald. Keith, what's going on, man? Thanks for calling Go Birds Radio. Hey, how you doing? Good. I am um, so I am driving up to Buffalo right now to meet up with a buddy that I hiked the Appalachian Trail with this summer, and he's a he's a Buffalo fan, and he wants me to jump through a table, and I want to know: <laughs> Am I allowed to do that? Oh as yeah, an Eagles fan. Did, no, of course you can. Don't do. Did you see that video? You know what well, he's talking do, about. Don't do that, that one. That, like, do, okay, so real quick, that video. If you haven't seen it, you could Google it. It's all over online. It was a Buffalo Bills fan. Was it in Miami, right? Or was it in Washington? I believe was it was Miami. Miami. Yeah. Who goes to jump off like a ledge into a table and just wham! Right on the ground. Oh, and it's lying motionless. Lying motionless. Lying motionless. And no one does anything. <laughs> like, they're all just, like, sitting around like, wow, that was weird. Should we call the cops? Yeah, or? like, man, this guy's not moving. I couldn't believe that video. Keith, here's, yeah. here, here, I think you can do it. you got to do it in two steps. Here's what you can do. One. Don't do it. Make sure it's either a, just a full-size or a, a minivan. Full-size Just van, don't minivan. Do, what, are you, what are you talking about? That's, what are that, we trying well, to do here? I was thinking a full-size van. I was thinking more like a, like the bed of a pickup truck. That's fine. Okay, now we're on. Now that's we're talking. Tiny. Okay, and, so yeah. And the other thing better, is but... you have to yell, uh, who's your best friend? What's his name? Uh, his name, uh, well, on trail, we have trail names. His name is Ziploc. Ziploc is your best yeah. friend's name? <laughs> what? Well, I don't know if you know about, uh, like, the Appalachian Trail. Everybody gets a trail name. So, like, that was his, like, trail name. Uh, oh, nice. Okay. So you just have to yell the top of your lungs. Ziploc, get the table, and then you can do it. That's all I need you to do, Keith. And then I need you to video it and then send it to at GoBirdsPod, and we'll retweet it. Okay, I can make that happen. Okay, good, 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 good. But <laughs> your, what are your, what do you? Don't f- get hurt. Yeah, don't Keith. get hurt. All right, that's my primary well, well, worry yeah, here. Wear long johns and a raincoat, uh, Keith. What? Uh, but since you're traveling up there, does that mean you're feeling confident in a win, or are you just going for the funs and the ha-has of what happens afterwards? Well, I was feeling really confident before the season started, but I will say I've I've only been to a few uh, away games, and I'm batting a thousand. So we haven't lost the game that I've been to that. Oh, I like that. Away. Okay, so feeling pretty good about it. Well, we appreciate that, Keith. Thanks for calling in for the advice, and uh, and seriously, be safe. Like, have fun. But yeah. Like the, yeah. they, <laughs> in, it, realistically, like don't, that's all they've had to do up there for don't years. Don't jump through so, a table. Yeah. Is probably the advice that we should give there. I think. Let's go to uh, Mark in Montgomeryville. Mark, what's going on, buddy? How are you? How's it going, guys? Good, man. Look, so yesterday, I was just like, I was so depressed after hearing uh, Skandrick and all those cuts, because you have the camera, and you have uh, John Marks, who's, I don't know how they live with their world constantly crumbling around them, but then I thought (laughs) for a second, 
what this team, like how it rallies. And I think they are out for blood tomorrow. So I, think I, they're gonna, I think they're just going to lay the wood on the bills. In the, and I think, honestly, Skandrick out the door probably did them the biggest favor. I, because yeah. if there's one thing they're great at, it's insulating themselves and sort of falling into that shell of this is our locker room. and we Us have against the world need. type of thing. Yeah. And they've been asleep since week one, and they this if this isn't the wake up call for them, if this doesn't snap them out of it, I don't know what will. Someone publicly calling them out for a Super Bowl hangover two years later is embarrassing. Yeah, see, it is uh, how he's just playing forty chess here, Mark. He's bringing in Orlando Skandrick because yeah. he knows he's going to talk. He knows he's going to go in FS. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, obviously, I, but and I I will tell you that on Monday we're going to be talking about. 500 Eagles team that probably just looked fantastic against the five and one Bills, and this whole thing is going to have a different feel to it on Monday. I, 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 I love feel that your way. call, Mark. Yeah, I, I the moment that the Eagles tweeted out that video, it changed my mind on everything. Like that, like blatantly lying to your face while it's happening, and then he goes back and references that same Vikings game on TV and says that he was being a little b about like his leadership and after all that after complimenting him literally on the field of look, that game I, I, I come on look now. and I don't know what you would expect the guys in the locker room to say but Malcolm Jenkins who is a a professional in every sense of the yeah. world for him to to go some MFs MF on him <laughs> like I was wow that was a you made an impression Scandrick Orlando uh, yeah. guy and if Jim Schwartz is smart and I know questionable. We're all questionable. Oh, but if I was him, I'd make sure Malcolm Jenkins is in on every single blitzing package that you have this week. Wouldn't yeah. you? Like, look, we need this is a this is a Malcolm <laughs> would, game, you would I think. I would highlight the hell. I would make it Malcolm Jenkins week and just ride that wave. And then, of course, I have like little butterflies after saying that because it's like, oh, what if you do that? And then he has a bad game because he hasn't been playing well. Let's just admit that, too. I mean, through all this, it's... but. The thing that kills you the most is like there was never any question about Malcolm Jenkins' leadership skills, and I can't believe that people were actually buying into that, <coughs> Elliot, uh, <laughs> which you can listen to on the podcast. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I like that this is set at least a little bit of a fire. It's not a thing that's going to turn their season around, but for this week, I think it's I think it's going to do something. Let's go to Hunter in Malvern. Hunter, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, John and James. How are you? Good, man. Hey, my question is, um, heck with all this drama, um, offensively, do you feel, as I do, that the play calling has, is far less creative uh, than it was, say, in 17? Yes. Oh, definitely. Hunter, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mentioned this earlier in the show. I, I agree 100% with you. Motion, getting mismatches, using the whole field. There are a lot of things that we saw in 2017 that we have not seen this year. How, how many jet sweeps have you seen this year? I oh my god! And the one. and the wide receiver screen to Alshon is he's run that like thirty times. Yeah, how many jet sweeps? How many motion type plays? How many getting people open in space with the ball? Like we don't see any of that type of stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, even even throw a flea flicker in there. I mean, you want to want to get deep. You gotta you gotta you know change things up, and you you gotta well, motion it, is so important, and it's yes, just, it's, it's crucial. Just, Killing me. And here's what I'll say about that, Hunter, because I don't think that's all on Doug. Imagine going into the offseason and having plans for days about 
Here's how we're going to work Deshaun in. Here's this. Here's this. Here's this. Here's this. And by the time I know, but but it's but it but it's not going to happen overnight. I get that. And look, I've been one to say that the injuries have certainly hurt them. You have to adjust. I mean, the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers had what like six touchdowns with. Like, nobody we've ever heard of playing. Right. I mean, Marquez Valdez-Scantling was by far the best receiver on the field for him. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I... I, I get that, but, I, that's, but that goes back to the can, GM, oh, We can only... No, we can only make so many excuses. Doug has to be creative. He has to scheme guys open. These Rick guys... Collins has zero or one catch through, what, 104 snaps? should be on the football well, team. Who else is there? That, but, dude, you got to find ways to scheme it open. Like, Carson Wentz is supposed to be an elite quarterback. You have to use him. We've seen way too many conservative game plans from Doug Peterson. Oh, I agree like, with he, that. I understand these guys are not good. Scheme them open. Create mismatches. Use the personnel. Why isn't Miles Sanders more involved in the passing game? Like, there are all kinds of things, like, that you can do. Look, we just started seeing Dallas Goddard start to get involved in the passing game. Like, do that more. I, I don't think you can absolve Doug and say, well, Deshaun got hurt. Yeah. You know, no. The, the, he has to scheme stuff. He has to do a better job. Uh, one man who thinks his season is already over. Not shockingly enough. It's Darren in South Philly. What's going on, Darren? How are you, buddy? I would expect that from an Iowa guy. No, we don't need you to try to be a receiver because Iowa guys can't catch. Well, that is true. That, that's true. true. Only so at the tight end. Only, tight only end. at the tight end position, yes. <laughs> and furthermore, I mean, James, brother, you know I love you, and uh, I'm about to make half your studio mad at me. I used to work at Temple. And like I used to tell the football players when they came to eat, oh, you guys from Simon Grant, I didn't know Temple had a football team. So, uh, well, that's just that's just you showing your ignorance wow. there, Darren. We're five and two and playing UCF tonight. Yeah, and, all right, Darren. And and all they canceled all, all the other programs. Darren, I know. And you're, you're like, did, did you go to Michigan or are you just a Michigan fan? I am the biggest Michigan fan. Oh, all right. did you go there? Because I went to Temple. I, so, <laughs> I mean, and I respect you for going. Uh, had I not blown out my knee, I probably would have, James. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> well, James, James didn't go there to play football. You can yeah, still blow there. out your knee and have a yeah. high education, Darren. Good there lord, to get, to get schooling, Darren. <laughs> but anyway, I don't even think they would have let me on the intramural yeah, team. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, I digress. But as let's go a step further with uh, what, where I'm at. I was listening to you, brother, and you kind of swayed my mind because maybe the season's not over like I initially thought. I do think we should be sellers. But I will say this in, as far as play calling goes. Doug does not call the same type of game plan that he does when Nick Foles is in. It makes no sense because yep. all the schemes and everything. And if you give Carson the same game plan that you gave Nick Foles, I'm sure everybody and their mother could be able to. Matter of fact, Johnny boy, you could be open running down the field. I think so. Yes. Darren, I mean, it's it's yeah. ridiculous. Like, so I, I, I agree. We got to stop absolving Doug because at some point injuries happen. The old mentality, next man up. But you got to have the right play calling, and it makes that ice. It's night and day, and I always seem to forget it because I'm just like, I have such high regards for Carson because he is a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, if the scheme, if the system is not built to fit what he does great, of course he's going to be horrible. Well, change of the system. Yeah, I'm, I'm with I you. I agree. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what good coaches do. They change. They, they find what works. And that's what made Doug great with Nick because he's like, all right, we know what works with Nick. Let's get it going. He has not done that with Carson because I'm sorry. There should be no way in God's hot sun. Uh, Alshon should be catching screens 30 yeah. times because he's not that quick. That's something you do to a Miles Sanders or D-Jax when he's on the field. You have to know your personnel. Alshon, as you throw him a deep ball and let him go get that 50-50, you don't throw him a screen and expect him to make the first two guys miss. It's not going to happen. It's, it's, Doug needs to change the way he calls 
and I'll take it a step further why I was feeling like the season was over is because it's the Dallas Cowgirls. If you can't get up for that game and you let them de- embarrass you yeah. like that, now we like that was when Malcolm Jenkins got ran over. Part of me laughed a little bit because he's a Buckeye, but you know it was just embarrassing. There should have been no way in hot sun that happens to the defense. That, that that play right there symbolized the whole game. It was like they 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 left their 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 hard hats and everything in Philly. Like they, yeah, they and Darren, I, t- I I totally understand, man. And we appreciate I do the think call. He has I, some points about the way they're running the offense. Absolutely, and I, I do want to get into what he is saying and partially what you're kind of saying. The Eagles should sell. All right. Well, who do you sell? Let's talk about it. 888-729-9494. It's Go Birds Radio. Well, James didn't really say that. He's looking at me funny. Uh, but Darren brought it up, and I'm, I'm curious what we think of that. 888-729-9494. It's Go Birds Radio. Right here. Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is Go Birds Radio. It's right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP 888-729-9494. John Barton along with James Seltzer here till 3 o'clock. And uh, I, I just, you know, Darren's, and, and it's not just Darren either. There's a lot of people, James, that think that it's time to move on and just sell this team right now. You're only kidding yourself if you go up to Buffalo and even if it's 3-5 and five, or even if they win that game, like they don't have it, they don't have it, they don't have it. Do you feel that at all? Personally, well, I don't feel the sell thing at all. I, I like I said, if, if they don't go to Buffalo and and show me something, then yes, I'm not going to believe in them. I, I don't know how you could after the last two weeks. Um, but again, crazier things have happened in football. I'm not saying I'm out on the season again. Yeah. Last year, everyone thought the season was over, and they were within a catch of of going to the NFC Championship game of beating a Saints team that dominated them earlier in the season in sure. the playoffs. So, um, football's a week to week league. Things can change very quickly, but. I need them to show me something in Buffalo for me to have any real belief that this team can do anything this season for sure. But yeah. again, I'm not at a sell point. At no point will I be at a sell point. I don't think. And again, I don't. I don't really know what you're selling, even if you were selling. Well, so that's my major point. Yeah. I don't. What What could you possibly send off to make yourself feel comfortable about the next couple of years? Because the, the biggest pieces that are on this team, Fletcher Cox, you're not getting rid of unless somebody comes in with like three firsts, and you're like, all right. Maybe then you'd consider that Alshon you're kind of stuck with, and I don't think you're going to be able to move him. And even if you do, what are you getting in return for a guy that's old? His numbers have declined completely over the last two years, and he costs a, a decent amount of money. I don't know what that, that's not a rebuilding thing there. Zach Ertz, maybe. I mean, that's the only guy that I could think that's there because you entrust Dallas Goddard so much. But even then, you're trading away your best playmaker though far, even though he's been you know completely backwards. And you're relying on Dallas Goddard, which they still haven't really, you know, shoved into the offense there. So I, I don't know. For, for the people that do want to sell, I'm really curious. What do you sell, and how is that actually rebuilding for the future? You already have ten picks, right, for this upcoming season. So, you know, what do you want? Fourteen, <laughs> and then it'll change things around. I don't know. I, I think that there's a, a a bigger argument to buy at the deadline, regardless of what. Uh, your your uh, record is at this point. 888-729-9494. It's good to David in New Mexico. David, you still going to be with us next week or what, man? I am on a plane as of Wednesday. <laughs> Excellent. Well, there's a lot of fun yeah. stuff going on because uh, we'll be uh, part of the uh, the Diamond Club experience with the fans of Philly for all the home games, so we're excited to see you, man. 
I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. These people are getting on my nerves. I need to get on a plane before I do a homicide. <laughs> anyway, um, James, I David. sent you a, I, I sent you a message on, uh, on your Facebook, giving you my number. Also gave uh, whoever answered the phone. I gave him uh, my number. You need to give me a call because we need to get together and do some music. Either Friday awesome. or Saturday. Look at Love that, it. David. And uh, just I'm so you know, that man never checks stuff. Facebook. So that's uh, oh, yeah. Okay, well, I, well, you <laughs> know what? Never. Okay, well, you get a piece of paper and a pencil, I'll go. give you my number myself. Yeah, oh, no, we, we got, got you. We, we got, got it. Most gave it to okay, us. We're well, good. Good. So, because please, give me a call, and uh, uh, I'll find out wherever you guys are at, and, and okay, I'll cool. be there. Awesome. As far as uh, Sunday goes, it's time for this team to get pissed. It really is. I mean, I Orlando Scandrick made me so angry, especially because we bought this guy back, not once, but twice, and he sucked most time we had. He made one play against the Jets, and then he turns around and he puts Malcolm Jenkins through the ringer like that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you absolutely kidding me? And Skip Bayless, I saw the look on his face when he was on the show at Undisputed. Skip Bayless could not have been in more heaven listening to Orlando <laughs> Scadrick rip Philadelphia. Of course. And I was like, oh, you have got to be kidding me. And I'm thinking the other 53 guys in that in, in that locker room, if they can't get bad, if they can't get focused, if they can't gel for this game right here, even if it's just to take some frustration out on somebody who doesn't look like you, this is the game to do it. And they have to. They absolutely have to. This is for their psyche. This is for their season. This is for everything that, you know, that those guys stand for. And if they lose, all of a sudden – Orlando Scandrick sounds like a fortune teller. And I don't want mm-hmm. that to happen. I know they don't want that to happen. And as far as the offense goes, I think that Doug Peterson respects Carson so much that he won't dummy down the offense because he feels like an, it's an insult to him or something. Yeah. Look, Carson has a photographic memory. All right. If, if this guy can't run through nine or 10 plays, you know, and, and keep the offense on the field, uh, then he shouldn't be playing quarterback. I mean, this guy is too smart for this, and you don't have to worry about insulting him. What you need to do is lift the, is lift the fiber of the team and make it successful in small increments because we don't, you don't have Deshaun Jackson. This whole thing has been dragged out because they don't have any speed, and it's been like the excuse for the last five weeks. Okay, oh, it's we not an excuse. David, it's not an excuse. It's just straight-up facts. You know, that, that's the issue. And and it's not because, like, oh, well, we don't have Deshaun and now we can't figure anything out. That's not what I'm saying. But that's just the truth. There is no speed. The deep ball, the explosive plays, they're all on the hands of Miles Sanders being your top wide receiver. And it's clear. Nelson Aguilar, who has speed, can't track a ball to save He's his horrendous life. horrendous at it. And Alshon Jeffrey is I- not a deep threat. And now you got to fit it in a tight windows and on and on and on and on. That is not – I understand what everybody's saying. It is a Doug problem. You can't just it's say, a, well, that's what dog, it is. Yeah, but it, the bigger issue is the guys at the front office. Well, like it's both. That, it's yeah. both. But, but I, look, it, it's on Howie, too. There's no question. Especially, look, the injuries, that, that happens. But at the same time, the idea that Deshaun Jackson goes down and your entire offense doesn't work. Yeah, it's I mean, not a great look. No. And and the fact that you had no backup plan. that You didn't have a single other guy on the, the roster who can run. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. But – it Doug still has to do a better job of scheming guys open again. Yep. Like I just said, like Alan Lazarus or whatever his name is, Lazard in, in Green Bay is making big plays out there. Lazarus. Guys I never heard yeah. of. Like, again, scheme your guys open, make plays. And look, put Wentz in advantageous positions. Yeah. Uh, look, we know right now with the way this happens is dropping back a five-step, three-step, five-step drop and surveying the field, that's not working. No. Use the fact that Carson Wentz is athletic and talented. Roll him out. Put him in space. Make some plays happen. I know you're putting him at risk a little bit more, but, man, that's what he does great. 
That's where he's successful. Put him in situations that make him successful. These guys are not getting open when you're just dropping back and three of them. He's sitting back there waiting, and then someone comes and he'll make something happen or whatever. But scheme it in. Use Wentz. That's what he does great. 888729. Jeez, John. <laughs> people call from New Mexico. Shout out to Ryan and Cora listening in Napa Valley. They're angry too. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, everybody's hashtag once again, we can bring it back. 53 angry men. This is like, you know, when they try to, Jeffrey Laurie goes down and tries to get the team back from Chip, except there's no team to get the back. The entire just... country is angry <laughs> about this. Right now, uh, including Ed in uh, Belmar, who says the Eagles need to sell. And Ed, what are they selling? That's what. That's what. That's the main question I have for you. Well, first off, didn't uh, Orlando uh, scandal get beat uh, during a Cowboys game? And but he wants to talk trash to everybody else. But that's just me. I, I think he let. Uh, who was it? Did he let uh, who right, walk know. right he, into the end zone? Right? Newsflash: or, Orlando Scandrick stinks. Right. All right, there's a reason yeah. he's trying to get into TV and not the NFL because <laughs> he stinks and he can't play anymore. I think if my I have a couple things with this, so. I think if Wentz and the Eagles lose this game, I don't think they're going to get rid of Wentz during the season, but I think if he's not fitting in with the schemes and the play calling and everything else, do you think it's time for a quarterback change? No, they just paid him. They just paid him. It's his team. It's his team. Well, just hypothetically speaking, but the thing is, though, say they do get rid of him. Okay. Um, and then, then I'm going to hang up, and then I'm going to hear your answer, and uh, James, go Temple. Go Temple. Um, Go to you. Who is out there for them to get, potentially, if there's anyone out there for quarterback? Nobody. I mean, this is not Ed. Love you, buddy. No. Just a no. I mean, even if... No, 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 no. No, no, no. we're not even entertaining this. We're not talking about this. No. Next call. Let's go to Michael in Haddon Township. Michael. Hey, buddy. Good afternoon, John. How are you, Michael? Sometimes you just, you can't, you can't handle certain things. You got to learn how to belay that phony pirate talk before you get fed to the fish. <laughs> yeah. Coming from the next one. Hey, uh, I called. Here's why. Um, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, I think it was a week ago. One of the beat writers down in Novacare Center um, put out a short video of Deshaun working with a trainer. And he was kind of doing this, like, stretching and range of motion exercise. And I was like, oh, my physical therapist has me do that. And I looked at Deshaun, and it was kind of like, boy, it looks like it's kind of stiff and uncomfortable, just like me when I do that. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. I just turned 52, and I got a hip that's giving me a hard time. I'm not an elite you know, wide receiver right. in the NFL. He's nowhere near. I don't think he's anywhere near ready to come back. No, Michael, I said, I said maybe we see Deshaun Jackson for one more game, and that was two weeks ago. And now I'm even feeling weird about saying one more game because well, God, yeah. this is so. De- I'm not saying I disagree. Yeah. It's just depressing. Oh, dude, and and you know what? It got me curious, and I looked it up, James, and it was uh, standard non-surgical treatment for an injury like this. I think it said it was six weeks. How many weeks are we into this? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a setback in there, obviously, yeah. or something and that again, we didn't know it originally. It really clearly seems, and I know that, look, and the Eagles can't force Deshaun to do anything. It is his choice. As we're right. seeing with uh, Assembly in New York, I mean, that yeah, is that's a, crazy. It's a disaster. And the Jets look like, you know. Oh, Big uh, POSs. Yeah, yeah, a joke yep. of a franchise. They're literally yep. a joke of a franchise. So, I, look, these things are tough, and it's tough to, you know, kind of handle what, but it, it is very clear that Deshaun Jackson mm-hmm. should have gotten surgery, like, immediately. Well, we, we, we all know this. He should have gotten the surgery immediately. get ready for the Yeah, whatever, whatever, but he yeah. should have gotten surgery immediately. He didn't. 
that's yep. an issue. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't want to leave you all on a bummer. So just remember, we got Joe freaking Girardi. Thanks, Michael. Way to wrap that background. Yeah, I was actually telling James. I was like, isn't isn't it weird that Girardi's like the seventh story this week? Not to me, John. (laughs) Not to me. I will say this. Thank God. Okay? Like, thank God Joe Girardi's here. I don't mean if that means it's going to end up being in a World Series run or anything like that. But, like, if I had to, first of all, if we had to sit through Dusty Baker's Toothpick collection, I would have freaked out. <laughs> Buck Showalter, I mean, like it would have been fine. Joe Girardi's exciting. Like that's an look. There, there and he that, gets how we, to we, do this thing. Yeah, that yeah. that press conference was a real low for yeah. Phillies fans. We all knew it. It was a a disastrous press conference. There was only one hire they could make that <laughs> changes the narrative that that gets us forgetting about that press conference. Yep. Though let's let's not totally forget. We have to keep yeah. it in the back of our minds. Right. I'm not. I don't feel great about that. Still. But there was one guy they could hire that started to turn the narrative and make people excited about the Phillies, and that was Girardi. It is true, and that is uh, also now. I'm I'm not only excited for Joe Girardi, but I'm excited for tomorrow because obviously we got Eagles Bills, and we're going to see how this drama unfolds on the field. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, as every we do every away game, we're going to be at the Mayfair Business District, right? Uh, oh, normally, yeah, normally it's at the corner of Frankfurt and Cotman, but we're not. Uh, that much farther down from that is we're going to be at the newly renovated Mayfair Theater. We're theater people, John. We are. Uh, I mean, I mean, come on. We've got pirates. We've got. Yeah. As the bird turns, you don't think we're going to be on the, a theater stage doing this show? Yeah. I was going for classy. You kind of well, killed that, yeah. but I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm wearing a backwards hat and a hoodie. Like I, <laughs> I, can't, I can't really be too classy with coming. Around. But but why you need to be a part of this? Uh, tomorrow, and we're going to be uh, from 10 a.m. until 12:30. So there's plenty of things to do. It's indoors; you don't have to worry about the rain. Corey Clement is going to join us. Boy, do we have a lot of questions for him. Uh, also, uh, obviously, we're going to be our doing our our pregame show on the old Periscope there. And in honor of it being Buffalo, we have a mission, James. We have got to find who has the best Buffalo wings in Mayfair. So, uh, John, this is a mission I'm uniquely suited <laughs> yes. for. Cappy's, Chicky and Pete's. Uh, Reels and the Grey Lodge Pub will all be there on sale for fans to enjoy and decide for themselves. Uh, there's going to be pl- like cornhole and a whole bunch of tailgate games, giveaways, a lot more. Go to MayfairPhilly.com. It's the Mayfair Block Party. We'll be a part of it. Come join us tomorrow morning and uh, and have fun doing so. When we get back, oh, let's see if we can finally make some money. It's time for the NFL picks. James Seltzer, John Barchard. It's Go Birds Radio. It's right here. Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Rob and Rob have you next as uh, the Robs in at three and uh, others look fancy too. Oh yeah, dude. Rob Ellis has a suit on. Looks super sexy. Rob Cherry got his hair cut. Yeah. Like, it is. Messing around. This is a Saturday afternoon. I can get down with that for Much for handsomer sure. than what we got going on oh, right yeah, now. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, that is James Seltzer. I'm John Barchard. This is Go Birds Radio. And, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the picks. The picks, of course, brought to you by the casino at Delaware Park, where you can watch and wager on everything that we're going to be talking about. And uh, there's still plenty of time to go down there right now for some Saturday action. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, the uh, casino, casino at Delaware, Delaware Park. Park is a lottery agent for the Delaware Lottery. You must be 21 to play. But, John, you don't have to be 21 to watch where we're going to first. James. All right. Let's head to Chicago, John. It's a weird line. A weird game. I don't even know what to make of it. The Chargers heading in. A three-and-a-half-point dog in Chicago. I'll start us off, John, because I'm laying the points with Chicago. The Chargers are bad. 
The Chargers are a bad football team. It looks like much to the dismay of my fantasy team that <laughs> Keenan Allen's not going to play uh-huh. in this one. I'm taking the Bills and I feel, or the Bears, and I feel really good about it. Uh, that was a little Freudian slip. I, there I was, I was just well. telling the guys like the Chargers are the weirdest football franchise since Philip Rivers has ever been there. They've charged it up every single loss, and oh, ring that bell, baby, because I don't even believe in the Chicago Bears. The three and a half is so weird that this should be an easy thing for Chicago. Keenan Allen being out. I, I, it's all Mitch Trubisky. Never bet on Mitch Trubisky. That's my logic here. Yeah, very fair point. <laughs> and I, I rescind or my pick Mitchell, before. whatever you want to prefer. My pick before. All right, let's head to a 405-er. The undefeated San Francisco 49ers. Who would have thought? Yeah. We're in week eight. Niners undefeated. They host the Panthers. The Niners, a five-and-a-half-point home favorite, Parcher. What do you think? Uh, well, it's not going to be raining in San Francisco like it was in Washington after that sloppy win uh, to continue and by the way we understand the 49ers haven't been from where they are since 1990 that you can say that for like the, the next three or four weeks and is it going to stop when Carolina comes into town you're damn right because I'm taking the Panthers and I'm taking the points here James yeah I'm with you <laughs> I, uh, it feels like too many points Carolina coming off a bye Kyle Allen's got it going on the guy never loses football games He's the new Nick Foles the new Nick Foles everyone's having the same yeah. conversation in Carolina I, I just think I think Carolina's better than five and a half points under in this game I don't know if they win I don't think they win but I think it's a three point game I'm with you I will take the Panthers and feel pretty good about it weird line here yep. so we head to Kansas City for some Monday Night Football John or excuse me Sunday Night Football yes I don't know what I'm saying <laughs> Uh, here, Patrick Mahomes looks like he's not going to play. He's not going to go. Okay, good to know. Unbelievable that was even a possibility. Well, they were they were acting like, oh, he just all he did was rip his kneecap off. He'll yeah. be fine. No biggie. <laughs> Sounds like it's totally fine. All right, the Packers only a four point home favorite though, or excuse me, road favorite here against Matt Moore and the Chiefs. I'll start it off. I'm laying the four points. I can't lay enough points. I get to bet on Aaron Rodgers against Matt Moore in a primetime game. Yeah, give me the Packers. I feel really good about it. You, you feel this right here? You hear that? Yeah. That's a that's a that's a betting slip right there, my friends. From one Elliot Shore Parks who told me to take the same thing, and I'm writing him, and I'm hedging my bet. Ring that bell, baby! Wow, really? I think Matt Moore's gonna come in and wow. shut this thing down. And uh, really, and absolutely. Wow. I, I think I, and that's okay. a, that's weird. I'm, okay. Uh, I'm gonna trust Andy Reid. I think the Kansas City Chiefs pull one out here at home. So, uh, there wow. you go. All right. Well, we are we are really in disagreement here today. As I think it's gonna happen again. Let's <laughs> let's do it. Let's head to Buffalo. Okay. It's somewhere between one and a half and two. Looks like it's two at the moment, but it's really a. a I mean, it's an Eagles line. Let's be real. An Eagles team that just got whooped the last two weeks. Heading to Buffalo, only a two-point dog. Uh, Barchard, you, you still there? Am, do do I believe that one Orlando Skandrick could say enough embarrassing things? Save the season? Is Orlando Skandrick going to save not the season? save the season, but he might have just saved the week because all week, all week, I'm 24-21 Bills. 24-21 Bills. I didn't waver once. And that Malcolm Jenkins video comes out from the Philadelphia Eagles, and I go... Oopsies! There it is. That's the spark we've been looking for all week. Eagles, 31. Bills, 7. Whoa, They're going to crush this team. They're going to put them into submission, and everybody's going, how did that happen? Everyone's going to get excited, and then we're going to be really disappointed when they come and face the Bears on Sunday. Yeah, I hope you're right. I'm not going to do some, like, emphatic (laughs) ring the bell. If you want to hit the bell, you can, because technically I'm ringing it, I suppose. There you go. That was a perfect bell for what I'm doing here. 
I just, look, I, again, I said they it could galvanize them. They could go in there. If they better, they better win this game. I just can't do it anymore. I've picked them seven weeks in a row. I'm done with it. I'm picking the Bills. I don't feel good about it. I feel gross about it. But yep. I, look, they just got whooped. Whooped. There is no reason to believe that they're going to go into Buffalo and win this football game. I'm going to pick the Bills. Uh, I know. For the first time this year, I'm picking against the Eagles just because I can't do it again. You see, all the signs are pointing I to why, I, why I should right. be right about this. Yeah. For the record, I, the, the only one I've gotten wrong this year You've is the Minnesota good. Vikings. You've been pretty good. Of course, I'm 0-1 in predicting blowouts, though, which you makes me You did predict that to be, yeah. So. yeah if, no, well, like, well, you were right. It was a blowout. You just it thought just it was going to be an side. Eagles blowout. It was yeah. not. So, I feel... Oddly, pretty good as I the week. I can tell. Like, I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to feed off you, John. Can we? Can we do this though? Can every? Here's my message going out. Shut up. <laughs> can everyone just? I, even if you're obligated, just say next question. Moving on. Because like, uh, who, shut who, up. Who, who, who am I kidding? I love this stuff. You know, like any any little morsel of information is great. But you know, if you really want to turn the season around, shut up. Start believing yourself. And here's what I want you to do. Philadelphia, it's 53 angry men. Look in the mirror right now and say, I'm not that good enough because that's the only way that I see this turning around because I think there are a lot of people in that locker room and think they are better than they are and it's not their fault. No, it's your fault and you're not that good enough. Go play on Sunday. I like that. What happened? Remember we all we all we got, we all we need. Can we can we get like a, a what happened to just that? a taste of that? Just like a t- a little bit, like a sliver of we all we got, we all we need cuz that'd be fun. Did they have they stopped doing that by the way? I haven't, I haven't heard, heard it once. Yeah, I haven't heard it. Maybe they it's Interesting. the whole move away from 2017 thing and all that. I guess. Which Orlando Skandrick was saying they haven't as we know. <laughs> maybe you know what? Maybe pluck back in in 2017. Maybe we need a little of that yeah. mojo. Like I don't know, just go win football games. That's what changes chemistry. And uh, don't don't make us have sad faith. Like, just don't get blown out. Can I just say that? that? We've reached don't that get point. blown out to hey, the Buffalo hey, Bills. Eagles, just don't get blown out. Uh, that's what we're hoping for. Otherwise, hello, Flyers and Sixers, I guess, at that point. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. And uh, for those listening to the replay, as you can do as well, at GoBirdsPod on the Twitter.com. You can find us anywhere you find your fine podcast, including the old Radio.com. For James Seltzer, uh, for Moshe Kravitz, for uh, Tucker And for me, John Barchard, this has been Go Birds Radio, right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.